Bem-vindos ao podcast Trilingue, um podcast que falamos inglês, português e várias bostas. Eu sou o Fábio, eu morei nos Estados Unidos por 4 anos. E eu sou a Gabi, eu morei na Austrália por 4 anos. Esse é um podcast com uma pegada um pouco diferente. Nós vamos falar sobre coisas corriqueiras, só que em inglês. Boa noite, Trilinguers! Tudo bom, Trubi? E aí, meu... Tudo bom? Oi, meu povo! Como vocês estão? Tudo bom? Pós-feriadinho? Curtiram a vida? Ah, hum, não sei vocês, mas... Descanso? Eu voltei do feriado, parece com dois pés no peito e um caminhão nas costas. De tanta coisa que eu fiz hoje. Meu Deus. Não, é péssimo, mano. É... Todo mundo que eu interagi hoje me contou dessa. Tipo, estamos acabados. Não aguento mais. Mal começou e nós já tá, tipo... <risos> chega, atolado. Deu. Uhum. Como assim essa semana a vida retomou? Retomou nessa intensidade. Pelo menos já é quarta e termina na sexta. Mas puta que pariu. Se essa semana fosse inteira, acho que eu me demitia, velho. Nossa, nem me fale, amigo, porque o pior de semana de feriado é que a semana de feriado fica lotada, mas a semana seguinte também, porque você começa a marcar todos os seus, seus compromissos, todas as suas entrevistas, é, não entrevista, mas tipo, reuniões na semana seguinte, né? Então fica duas semanas aí de você correndo atrás do prejuízo. Fica puxadinho, mas fazer o quê, né? Vale o descanso. É. Pois é. Vale o descanso com toda certeza. E falando em pensar, assim, do feriado, essa idealização do feriado, hoje a gente veio idealizar um pouquinho as coisas, porque a nossa vida é praticamente uma grande idealização, né? Sempre que você tá sonhando acordado, você tá idealizando alguma coisa. E eu não sei você, Gabi, mas eu fiz bastante isso com o exterior, em que você fala, nossa, eu vou para aquele lugar, uhum. e você pensa o quê? Só nas coisas boas, só nos aspectos uhum. gostosos. Sim, com certeza. But I wanted, I wanted to ask you, did you have, like, crazy idealizations of Australia before you went to it? What did you think of the country? How, how did you think it, would, it was going to be? Actually, I thought it would be really similar to the U.S. Because I had been to the U.S. before and I had been to Europe before. But it was totally different. And I think the most, I would say, the thing that shocked me the most when I arrived, two things. First, the absurd amount of immigrants. We have so many different people from diverse backgrounds in Australia. Australia, it's just insane. Like we don't have just one culture. It's just too many, all blended. And in one street, you may find people from all over the world. So that was something that shocked me. And the second thing was that people actually walk barefoot on the streets i was like don't you aren't you afraid of disease like they don't give a fuck and i was so confused because when they was going to uni and this guy was just like walking barefoot with a skate in his hand going to uni i was like what are you doing here anyway so those two things were things i was not expecting and yeah, that, a lot of people did the barefoot thing yeah a lot of people i've done it after a while as well <laughs> <laughs> try it out for yourself because i yeah. remember at the university i had like two maybe three people on my four years there that i've seen walking barefoot and it was super weird and everybody thought it was weird i didn't know in australia they actually did it <laughs> yeah probably australia but yeah crazy mofos 
So I didn't have any other, like, I didn't think anything other than that, really. Oh, I dreamed about it. I was like, I'm going to be passing by people training football, and then I'm going to catch the ball. They're going to be like, okay, dude, you can play this. And then I'm going to make the team. Just crazy shit. <laughs> that is so make American the... movies, though, if you stop to think Isn't about it? it. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally that. It's Whenever you American go to university, dream. you just... Yeah, you just dream about things you see happening in movies. And, like, I don't know how, how many college movies there are, actually. But like, you imagine fraternities and the parties and beer pong and the dorms. Just think about all, all those things. Mm -hmm. And whenever I went there, it was way more chill. Like, my campus was super chill. And I got into a, an awful building at the dorms. Like, I was with the nerdy people. Sorry, nerdy people, if you're a nerd and you're listening to this. You I love you. You are a nerd if you're listening to this. Probably. But, like, I was in the... I took a while to register for the, for the accommodations. And I got... The only place that they had left wasn't, like, the normal dorms. It was, like, a building where they have high achievers or some shit like that. And I got into the undergraduate research floor. Imagine the people that are in there. Boring as fuck people. Oh my god. At least they were boring as fuck. About Americans. I mean, they can't party and study. Like, they are unable to do both. They either study or, or they party. But we party and study and do things drunk that we should not be doing drunk. <laughs> so, and that is not only sexual things that we should not be doing while we're drunk but also like study things. I remember I would go to uni or go to work, hangover as fuck and like had slept three hours or something. And I was just, just working or at uni and studying and ha having my exams. And I still had a really good score overall. I don't know why people can't, you know, you can do that. <laughs> For sure. I did it. I had a lot of friends that didn't do well in school, but a couple of them actually did. A couple of them that actually partied hard. One of my friends from the fraternities is here in Brazil, which I'm loving it. Uh, he's taking pictures. He's on the Northeast. It's just lovely seeing him just having a good time over there. And I'm like, dude, this is Brazil. Why is we talk, he not we talk coming down to Sao Paulo? He is, but it's like October and he's coming on a Monday and leaving on a Thursday. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to oh. see him. I was like, yeah, dude, there's a good chance I might not be able to see you. But like, whatever, have fun, enjoy. Because yeah. in here, we know how to party like properly, man. You can go to, through some insane shit. And in there, the first break, like my idealization breaking was partying. For sure. Because I was on the boring floor. My roommate was super weird. So making friends, I had to really reach out for people outside my dorms, which is the first place where you meet people. Mm -hmm. People on your floor, your roommate, people that mm -hmm. your roommate knows. So I had to navigate those as into finding kids that wanted a party. And then I reached parties like a month after getting to school. And they sucked. I mean, it was fun being with my friends, my new friends, but like lots of unattractive people and it, all here, if you're unattractive, I also love you. 
but like I was searching for attractive people at parties and interesting people and had none. And it was super bad. Parties were pretty lame. It was house parties all the time. Yeah, because you were <laughs> underage, right? Yeah. I mean, the clubs, I, I didn't go to a club even after I, I turned 21. And that's one thing that you don't consider. I love the filters they're trying out. <laughs> it's amazing. But like, not everyone in college being underage kind of sucks a lot because there's a lot you can do it's stupid that's over 21 years of age you yeah. can drink like it should be 18 people should be able to have fun in college and not wait three years it just segregates everyone too much it i mean that's why they marry so early as well right because they have no life yeah i think so because i don't get it and I think they see their friends getting married and they're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And they also get married. Yeah. It's like so many of my friends got married. Yeah, I think so too. I think they don't really, um, they don't know what to do with their lives because they don't do anything. They just go to college and then they, you know, they just, that's what they, they do. They peak in college. And then after that, it's just work and going to a bars, to bars. And bars close at 2 a.m. And they don't like clubs that much because, of course, what do you do at clubs? It's yeah. just super loud yeah, music, fun. super expensive alcohol. And then you grind on people to make out with them and you barely ever make out with them. You have to grind on people. Like, that's weird. Grinding on people as a way to approach someone. <sighs> yeah. Like, no, you can't do that for long. Sorry. It's weird. I feel like Americans are weird. I've never kissed an American. Have you ever kissed an American? Oh, yeah. I and have. how do they kiss? From what I recollect, it, it was normal. I, I don't think I had a bad experience with it. Because Australians can't kiss for shit. And Pakistanis, much less. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> can confirm not a great, great kissing experience in Australia. I don't think I've kissed an Australian. Wanted, though. For sure wanted. But I think I went American, French. God, I have no idea. Because usually you're so drunk at parties and you meet so many new people. Mm -hmm. Because talking about idealizations, after I went through the house party phase, I, I started attending a frat. And I rushed a frat, which is their process of getting into one. And then for my first party... I had like expectations, like, okay, this is probably going to be cool because I knew they had attractive people at parties. And when I entered, it was, they call it schoolgirl, and everybody dresses up as if they're in like, you know, that, that movie mean, with Jack of, Black, yeah. School of Rock, people oh, yeah, pretty yeah. much dress like that with the flannel skirts. And the white shirts and ties, like Hebelgi, pretty much. And dude, it was fun. Lots of attractive chicks. Like a house filled with attractive people. Dressed in super sexy clothes. Intentionally. My world was completely rocked when I stepped in there. And I'm like, holy shit, I've been missing out for a little while. And then we went to a club and people started grinding on each other. Back to the reality again. But, you know, it was fun for a couple moments. 
until yeah. I learned it doesn't matter to people, they're still super weird with their party. Yeah. I think that's culture that? as well. Because I remember I watched a movie, I think it was a movie on sexual education of young teens in America. And they said they would rather suck a dick than kiss a mouth. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, like they're 13 year olds or 12 year olds and like they're just doing their f first sexual interaction and instead of being a kiss, like we were used to doing here after we're like in pre-teenage years and whatever, we kiss people. That's it. Our mouths. Nothing else. They like do full-on blowjobs or hand jobs, and that's the first interaction they have with sex. So that That's crazy weird. Yeah, that's that's probably why they are so weird on that grinding thing. Like they probably think you need to be more sexual and intimate because a kiss is more intimate than sex. That's that's part of the culture as well. Yeah, it makes sense. You know one thing that I think fucked up Americans? Porn. I think porn fucked them up. It it set them to like understanding sex as something that sex just isn't like porn isn't sex yeah. not by a long fucking shot yeah and if you learn everything from sex from porn dude you're fucked because it's all wrong i mean you it's can have ideas like that. but that's not the reality like that's not how it works you don't just simply mm. meet someone you're like oh yeah let's take off your clothes no bitch who the fuck are you you know Like, I don't even know your name. I'm not gonna get naked. I need to know you at least a little bit. Like, you know, I don't yeah. know. I Yeah. But it's super weird. The girls like making lots of noises sometimes, like, over the top. Like, you don't need to make that much noise. Just weird stuff, you know? That's mm -hmm. probably coming from porn, because that's where things come from. Like, yeah. nobody actually likes that. You just think they like that because of that or they like it because they like porn porn is fucking up people if you're watching porn rethink your no things. just keep watching porn it's okay we're not gonna judge you you know i'm gonna judge you dude you can watch it but like be conscious that that's not real yeah exactly just don't be an idiot you can watch porn and not normalize that to your regular life I mean, sure, but don't you think it fucks up your brain a little bit on associating those things with pleasure? I mean, depends. I've watched porn my entire life, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like, yeah, since I was I'm like good. 19 or something. And that was the same age that the boys started exploring porn and stuff. And I was one of the boys, you know, like we used to play soccer and invade houses that were building and jump out of windows and steal soaps from houses. <laughs> so Interesting. Yes, very much, very, very um, rebel of us. But at the same time that the boys started watching porn, I kind of started watching it as well, just because, you know, I wanted to be one of the boys. And ever since, like, I always knew, maybe because I have a brain, like, And I critically think things and not everyone's like that. And I know that, but you know, when you think that this is not reality, this is not how things work. I can't watch porn anymore. Like I literally, if I put porn on the TV, I'm like critically analyzing everything. I'm like, this is not feeling good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Some stuff is just weird, man. Streaming like that. 
some shit is just weird yeah exactly so i think it depends i think i think you're right it fucks up people it can fuck up you principally if you're a teenager and your first sexual experience and the following ones will be um determined by that until you reach a certain point where you're not fucking anymore i think that you are in a relationship and you reach the certain maturity and then you're just making love right and i think making love that that was so sweet your perspective on sex itself don't you think i think so you're right it's good people have to be careful how the fuck did we go to idealization support i mean we are talking about idealizations because porn is something that isn't idealization idealization of sex for sure yeah great point gabby i mean you're carrying this shit but it's insane <laughs> be careful about porn be careful about your idealizations what else what else did you idealize on going abroad i think um just life overall like having a great life and then i was hit by the reality that everything depended on me And I was like alone and I was getting a lot of shit from my dad because he was paying my bills and I had to like do a thousand things at the same time. And the other thing that I idealized from overseas was dating uh, someone from overseas, you know, somebody not Brazilian. Having like, I feel like girls do that a lot. Yeah. I don't know why, but they love gringos on a way that boys just don't care that much. Yeah. My dream was like to date an English boy with a cute accent and whatnot. And I dated a Pakistani boy with this accent now. <laughs> so yeah, all expectations broken like a glass. <laughs> wow. Yeah, reality hits hard, man. Mm-hmm. It hits fucking hard. I don't know why it's so rough. But you always think about all the positive aspects of things and you forget just to take into account the bad things that come with it because everything has bad things with it yeah and sometimes if you idealize too much whenever you're gonna encounter the those inevitable bad things Mm -hmm. it may shock you and you may probably give up but everywhere you go you're gonna be disappointed yeah always remember that yeah and that that reminds me of one topic that you spoke about in your other podcast with Laura. Um, that was about love and yeah. how love lasts from one to two years. Not love, like passion, right? And that you need yeah, to like being love. in love. Being in love, yeah. And then you need to understand in a relationship that after the love is gone, And you don't see that person as a shining piece of golden triumph or whatever the fuck you look at that person, think of, of her, um, that everybody has their flaws. And I think that idealization of the person that you're with or even your friends or your family is also something that we have a lot nowadays. And it just fucks us up. It fucks us up for real. I felt I did that for quite some time, actually, in my life. I don't know if friendships as much as romantic relationships, but for sure on romantic relationships. People say that you at first you date 
not the other person, but the version you created of the other per of the other person. Because whenever you take information from them, you just fill in the gaps with whatever you wanted them to be like. And if you do that, man, whenever the time comes and those negative aspects are the aspects that you actually, you're not going to like it that much, but it's just going to be part of the other person come up to the surface. You're going to be shocked and maybe you won't know how to deal with it and panic. If you're in the middle of a pandemic, it could happen. Yeah. Or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know what else. Like, it's tough. I think I already, like, I over-idealize everything in my life. Even, like, how I should be. How I myself should be is not, you know, real 100% of the time. Because I am, like, sometimes I'm sleeping or about to sleep and I'm, like tomorrow I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna exercise and I'm gonna learn Spanish and do like ex like this absurd amount of you know useful things and then I wake up and I'm like oh my god give me coffee I don't wanna do anything <laughs> the late diversion of us is amazing because they can conquer the fucking world if yeah. it was 8 a.m at 11 p.m dude we would be good <laughs> 100% so I think idealization is everywhere in our lives even like in our bodies and I think that is all because of information we are fed from a really young age what is expected of us like what kind of roles we're supposed to fill what kind of people we're supposed to be um, what is acceptable what is not acceptable and you know one thing that is acceptable is you're not having the ideal body, but still working hard for it every day. The moment that you stop working hard for it every day, not that you stopped doing like exercising or eating healthy or anything like that, but you're just not beating yourself up anymore. You're like, oh my God, you, you were lazy. You let it go. You don't care anymore. So I think society is responsible for a lot of that. I died. I, 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 <laughs> idealizations uh -huh. <laughs> that we have um every day it's it's more than just international it's more than just you know sex it's more than just relationships it's even within ourselves and i think that's what is wrong with society as well that's why people are sick that's why people are you know um, bulimic or unhappy and things like that that was a great brand i agree 100 uh, percent we're chasing this nonsense perfection, not only on others, but also on ourselves. And then we keep pushing ourselves to do it and beating other people because they aren't. And mm -hmm. in the end, we're, we just are who we are. We're going to have bad aspects to it and good aspects to it. Sometimes we're not going to be in the mood. Sometimes we're going to be killing it. Mm -hmm. And that's that. Yeah. One thing that I heard today that it was like on deathbeds, what people or old people what they would say looking back in their lives is two things they really remember the the best times were the times that they were with people and emotion almost all the time so that's the the best recollections you can have moving like going outside going on a trip or doing i don't know what else you can do moving and with other people you like 
And the second thing was that they would have been less hard on themselves. That's the one thing that they wish they would have done differently. Yeah. So I think that's really, really a good point. We should be less hard on ourselves. Yeah. Because you can't beat yourself up too much. Yeah. It just kills you. For sure. One thing that um, after I got stuck from Australia, one thing that I started telling myself is Maktubi. I even did a tattoo about it with my family. Mm -hmm. That was something my dad always said to me. And it's just that you don't really have control over your life. Whatever mm -hmm. is going to happen will happen. And what you can do is mentalize good things. Like what Laura said as well in your podcast that time where she was like, I just, you know, write in my um, notebook several times the same thing and say that it already happened and stuff. That is positive mentalization. And that really helps because if you believe in something, um, like you might believe energy and the energy you're outputting into the universe is returning to you in a positive way as well. That's why people with negative energy sucks, sucks this life out of you. You know, when you get into a place and the energy is so heavy, you're like, oh my God, this just ruined my day. Like, so that is exactly the same thing. So you can't really control your life and you can't control the path. You just need to be positive. And if things don't go your way, and that is something that I learned from my Muslim friends back in Australia, is that um, not everything you want is what you need. And not everything you want is what is good for you. So God will provide to you what is good for you and not what you want. Because obviously they were Muslim, so they believed in God. If you know, mm -hmm. whoever's listening doesn't believe it, it's just a good advice for you not to beat yourself up. So that's why um, when I got stuck here, I really truly believed in that. And started living my life like that and just getting the learnings even out of the bad things. So I think that's really important for not, not to beat ourselves up. That's beautiful. One thing that I also heard today was like, nothing is as good or as bad as it seems right in the moment. Mm -hmm. Because it may seem like horrible right now. And he gave an example, like he was in a meeting and he said something super stupid. But then he walked out of the meeting. He was like, oh, my God, why did I say that? That was so stupid. I completely fucked up. Then he thought about it. That things aren't as good or as bad as they seem right now. And then he realized that whenever he's like 70 or 80, that's not going to matter at all. The stupid thing he said at the meeting. He's not even probably going to remember that shit. So yeah. it seems really bad at the moment. But it's not that bad. And if it seems yeah. really good at the moment. You're going to go to the future and it's not going to be as good as, as it was. Things just... 100%. They, yeah, they just go to the extremes and then they normalize. And that's pretty much that. If it's hard right now, it's probably going to normalize and it's not going to be as bad as it seemed whenever you look back on it. Because I have like so yeah. many experiences like that. It felt like it was awful in the US. And at the moment, it was really bad, but it wasn't that awful. Do I remember all the bad things or the super great times? No, I just remember the things. Mm -hmm. And they're pretty, they were good. They were weird. They were fun, but never as bad as they actually were whenever I was there. Mm -hmm. Memories. Or not yeah. as good. And I think that's a good point. Not as good. Yeah. Don't, don't overdo yourself. Like, don't be, be happy. Uh, but 
don't play that moment in your head as if it is the ideal moment. I feel like at least with relationships, with the time, you start realizing that the moments that you were living so beautifully were <laughs> half a lie because you were idealizing half of the person at the time. So yeah, that's why there were some of them are just so good and so much fun. Like I remember a couple dinners I had that was having so much fun. It was all beautiful and in love and nice. And it was truly a perfect moment. But like setting that as the standard you have to chase all the time is yeah. just complete insanity. Yeah. Complete insanity. Just enjoy for what it was. Like a yeah. good time. And there may be others, there may not be, but and I think you will agree with me on that, Fabio. Um, the intensity of a toxic relationship makes good moments much better than they actually are because you have the opposite of the bad moment to compare or to look at back at and that's normal of us to you know compare one really mm -hmm. bad thing with another really good thing and that is a, a pattern of speech for people in toxic relationships that I don't know what happened to him like when it's good it's so good but when it's bad it's so bad you know and that is mm -hmm, the true. rule so i feel like for me at least in my past relationship um with the pakistani boy it was a lot like that we had great moments but we had such shitty moments in between to make those great moments actually happen that you get addicted to that roller coaster and you don't really get to be okay you don't get to be at peace when I started dating this boy now one thing that I said to my my psychologist was I don't feel anything and he's like it's impossible that you don't feel anything I was like I don't know I just don't feel anything like sometimes I'm, I'm feeling happy but sometimes I'm just like I, I don't know and he's like that's called peace <laughs> that's about you not being in a shitty relationship worrying all the time about things that you can't control because the person's crazy and driving you crazy and you're both crazy together anyways so yeah even i get it man yeah for sure that happens that is insane mm -hmm. you, you get you kind of get a good wow it was hard you kind of get addicted <laughs> to that shit yeah. And it feels super weird whenever things are stable and not going insane. Mm -hmm. That you're just yeah. not used to it. Man, relationships are hard. I think that's one thing that we do that helps our idealizations is we kind of play down on tasks. We make them seem easier than they actually will. Mm -hmm. Like whenever you find a new job and you just fall in love with it, you just idealize how perfect it's going to be and you forget how hard it actually is mm -hmm. going to be to do it. And the same with relationships, man. Relationships are not easy. Like you really have to put in the effort and really like the person because otherwise you're just doing fine by yourself. It's not going to be all roses and kisses and cuddles. It's going to be hard, man. It's a different fucking person. You're going to yeah. have a hard time. And so is everything. Like moving abroad, it's going to be hard. You think it's going to be all fun? There's a lot of good things, but there's a lot of bad mm -hmm. things that are going to come with it. And things that you probably never thought about it before. Yeah. You can't I mean, just play down on how easy things are to do. I would still move back to Australia, like right now, offered me a job and a citizenship. I'm going, you know, 
all good out. on my side but um definitely one of the things about australia is that a little before i went 2013 i went in 2016 they were giving out citizenships for free and by the time that i arrived i had to pay for three or four visas and that was over two grand just to stay you know just to stay in that fucking place and then i got locked out <laughs> i was <kicked laughs> out of that shit because i was not a citizen apparently although it said temporary citizen in my passport or my my visa you know like yeah even that we create expectations for from places and politicians and we just you know we our faces are just broken at the end because we fell on it mm-hmm. for sure you can't put all your faith on things or countries mm-hmm. it's hard man navigating out there is hard Mm-hmm. Keep your expectations not that high. Be excited about things still. Yeah. And just enjoy the process, man. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the present moment. And it's not as bad as or as good. But the only time you're going to live this that is happening right now is right now. You can relive it in your memories, but it's not going to be the same. Yeah. So just enjoy. Exactly. Live the moment and don't worry about the future or the past because things will happen when they need to happen. Especially because now you know way more English than you knew 30 minutes ago. You're welcome. Exactly. You're welcome. <laughs> You're doing way better. Amazing. Well, I think that's it for today, right, Fabio? Yeah, we can wrap this up. People had fun. People had advice that they didn't want it, but you know, it's good advice. Yeah. I mean, we're getting we're getting more deep in our talks here in English as well. So I like that. It's good. It's good Man, we're deep. Things. We are deep people. Like we learn a we lot. Learn. We have a lot to share. Yeah, we learn through our wounds and our disappointments, mistakes, and yeah, yeah, all of the above. <laughs> all of the above. Always deep. All of the above. Amazing. Thanks, Fabio. And I'll see you soon. Thanks, Gabby. Bye.